How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about. Basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We were talking a little bit earlier about uh, doing that via the golf course. And uh, golf courses around the state closed. Uh, talk a little bit more about that, uh, golf in general, the fact that the U.S. Open is being moved back, the Masters has moved back. Joining us now, Gary D'Amato, senior writer for Killarney Golf Media and Wisconsin.Golf, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Gary, how you been, buddy? I'm uh, hanging in there, Bill. How are you? I am doing good. I saw you got a couple of rounds in before all of this uh, quarantining stuff hit, right? I saw you on Facebook. You got playing a little bit. Yeah, I got one round in uh, at the Trevino course at Geneva National on Monday when they opened, and of course they closed Wednesday. So there was a two-day window to play golf, and I took advantage of it. Though. Nope, I, I don't blame you. I know a lot of people <laughs> would like to get out and play some golf right now. But uh, let me ask you this: What is this golf season, in your opinion, going to look like? I mean, we were just—I was just talking with Chuck Freeman in the last hour about this uh, about about this time an hour ago. We're thinking, come August and September. We're going to have so many sports. If indeed this thing has subsided by then, and we've got the all clear to go back out, we're going to have so many sports to choose from. It's going to be uh, it's going to be madness. It is. Yeah, everything uh, is going to start at once at some point, and uh, you know the PGA Tour schedule has been has been uh, savaged by by coronavirus as has everything else in sports. But they're going to try to condense it, and I'm sure they're going to try to get all four majors in toward the end of the year they're going to try and i don't know if they'll be able to do it but i know that's probably the plan and uh who knows what happens to the Ryder cup uh up at whistling straits at the end of september i have a funny feeling that that might be postponed till next year and then of course there's local golf what happens to local golf courses if they have to stay closed if this thing goes on for another month or two well, that was that was going to be my next question. You're out a lot with many of these golf courses. I got a friend of mine who has one out here, Mike and the gang out at Ironwood. I've got another buddy of mine that has Western Lakes, and uh, you know, not to mention if these golf courses are closed. The, the other question was, what about all these charitable golf tournaments that are scheduled? That if it goes much farther, if it gets say into June, that suddenly all these charity events that some so many of these charities rely upon to raise money and funding for those aren't going to be able to take place either. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. There's so many aspects to this thing. The charity outings, the leagues, um, you know, a lot of golf courses. You know, daily see walk-ups and people playing golf, you know, but in twos and threes. That ha- that certainly helps the bottom line. But a lot of a lot of uh, public golf courses make their big money off leagues and outings. And if, uh, if outings are, you know, dozens of outings are canceled and leagues are canceled, that's a ton of lost revenue for golf courses. And the other question, Bill, is, you know, whenever, if this thing goes into May or June and golf courses open, how many people are going to play golf? There's a huge interest in it, of course, but with people laid off, losing their jobs, uh, having to pay bills, having exhausting their savings, 
I think the guy who plays three or four rounds of golf a year is probably just going to say, I'm not going to play this year. And the guy who plays 15 times a year might play eight times. So I think uh, local courses are going to really be hurt by this. Well, that was going to be the next question is, uh, you tell me, how many golf courses that have had success in building their brand over the years are going to survive versus how many golf courses that are your small Maybe your executives, maybe the ones that aren't played as much, maybe the nine-hole courses. I mean, these courses that are needed, there's a niche for them, but they're not the big, expensive courses that rely upon, you know, just simply some of the outings. But some of these courses may go under before it's all said and done. You know, there's no question about it. I think, uh, you know, if this lasts more than a month, if we go into two months or even three, um, as as a lot of people are starting to worry about, I think the mom-and-pop golf courses, the the town golf courses up in, in small towns throughout the state, I think they really are going to suffer because those courses are in shoestring budgets to begin with, and they need they need years with good weather, you know, and good weekends just to break even and to make a little money. So now you cut out a couple months of the golf season, and you have people cutting back on playing golf, and uh, it's a dire outlook, I think, for some of those courses. Uh, there's going to be a lot of a lot of them that struggle. Uh, do you think, now this petition's been going around, and it's been nothing that's been sanctioned, so to speak, by uh, the, the WSGA. We had Rob Jansen on earlier, the executive director. Now, he signed it, obviously, and over 30,000 people have signed it. But do you think that this hits the governor's desk? Do you think that there's going to be something that's going to come of so many people with an outcry throughout the state to say, at least let us out on the golf courses? I, you know, I, yesterday I thought that maybe I was looking at that change.org petition you, you referenced. I was calling it up every hour and seeing how many more thousand people had signed it. Um, will it have an impact? I, I kind of, I mean, I, I don't think it'll have a huge impact on the governor's decision. I think he's seen now that Illinois has closed its golf courses again after opening them for four days. They're closed now. Michigan is closed. I think he's going to look around at surrounding states in the Midwest and say, if these states are all closed, I can't open my golf courses. Uh, I'd be surprised if they open in the next week, maybe possibly before that April 24th uh, date, but um, I'd be surprised if they open quickly here. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I get it to where they say, hey, hit the trails, go hiking, which you know you can do with you or you and your kids or you and your spouse or you, you and you know significant other, whatever, but they don't want you on a golf course you know, by yourself. It, yeah, it, it, that's, yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. Not that I'm going to sit here and fight for golf, but I, I think that there's some legitimacy to all of that, and it's a healthier exercise. Right. Yeah, that's a very good point, and that's the point that golfers are making. Look, you know, you can you can go to the boat launch and launch your boat. You can go fishing. You can uh, jog and hike in parks. You can walk your dog as long as you practice social distancing, and I think that's very possible in golf. I mean, obviously, we have to change a lot of the things we, we, we do on the golf course, you know, eliminate touch points and be very wary of, of not being close to people. But, you know, you can play golf in a foursome, either walking or riding singly in carts, and never come within 20 feet of each other if you're conscious of it. Even on the green, you know, you can back away from people. So I, I think it's entirely, I mean, there's nothing that's fail-safe right now, though, but other than locking yourself in your house for a month. But I think golf, is, as I've written, is on the high end of the safety spectrum. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm looking at all these different uh, different aspects. People were down at the lakefront the other day when it was so nice out, and they're all walking next to each other and past each other and dogs. And, and Don't get me wrong, I want you to go out and walk your dog, but everybody went to the lakefront. That's fine. But being on a 400-yard par 4 completely separate from anybody else seems to be 
an area of angst, and and that's the one thing that I I wish we could get Tony Evers on just to specifically say this is the reasoning by which I mean if it's look if it's if it's manning a golf course if it is staffing it if it is you know touch points when it comes to carts and such I understand it then you have to take those those precautions but there's so many people that I've talked to that own golf courses that say hey we're prepared. All they got to do is give us the word, and we can open it up, give everybody singular carts, keep everybody separated, and do it in that particular sense, far more so than what's going on in the county parks. Yeah, and I think golfers are, are so cognizant. I mean, golfers really want to get out there and play, and I think they're going to be very cognizant of the fact that uh, of, of social distancing if they do get to play soon. And I think golfers, more maybe more than some groups, would be very careful about social distancing. I think... You know, every in all the emails I'm getting and all the people I'm talking to, everyone is saying we would definitely practice social distancing. We've played golf recently and, you know, before the course was closed, and we were very cognizant of that. So I think golfers would be ahead of the curve when it comes to social distancing. I really do. Yeah, I know. I'm just getting an update from Joe, and the petition that's online is now sitting at 33,000 that wow. have signed it. We'll put that link out, as a matter of fact. We'll put the link out coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, so I want to go back to the Ryder Cup real quick. If, indeed, yeah. they should move the Ryder Cup from this year to next, do they then go back to a year later and put it back on the, the twos and, and go to the Ryder Cup a year after? Uh, or do they then just go, okay, now we're every odd year, so to speak? Yeah, I, you know, this did happen once before on uh, 9-11. The Ryder Cup obviously was just a couple weeks away when that happened, and they yeah. went to the next year, and it became an, an even-year thing where it was always odd years in the past. <clears throat> so I, I, they would keep the every-other-year schedule. So if the Ryder Cup uh, went in 2021, then the President's Cup would go in 2022, and Ryder Cup again in 2023. I think they would keep it in nine years. Okay. Well, you know, hey, I, I'm I'm all for them still bringing the Ryder Cup to Wisconsin. It's just uh, yeah. obviously to do it safely. And I know this year is going to be incredibly backed up when it comes to the world of golf. Uh, I don't I, – I, do you see the space between mm-hmm. – uh, because I don't even know what they're going to do with the British Open at this point. They haven't made any announcements about that, right? Right. And that obviously requires international travel by a lot of golfers who would, who would play in it. So even though it's in July – you know, I'm I'm kind of uh, I, I'm leaning toward that that's going to be postponed or canceled. Well, postponed. They're not going to cancel the British Open. They're, they'll play it at some point this year, but maybe not in July. You'll have the British Open, the U.S. Open, the PGA Championship, all very quickly. The Masters at the end of this year. You're going to have four majors in possibly two months. You know what I mean? Oh, very possible, yeah. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the other uh, tournaments on the PGA Tour schedule are just going to go away for a year. They're just going to bite the dust. And because uh, I think it's, you know, it's imperative to get the majors in, if at all possible. So, yeah, it's going to be a very condensed schedule. You know, if if golf even happens, I mean, who knows what what the landscape's going to look like in July and August around here. We have been talking all day about if there's one game that you could go back and watch and be a part of or be there again, what would it be? Uh, You've covered a lot of sports in Wisconsin. You've been all over the world. You've been to the Olympics. You've been to the Masters. If there's one thing you could go back and either be a person, uh, be at it in person, maybe you did cover it or didn't cover it or watch it on TV, what would it be? I've seen a lot of cool things at the Olympics and the 11 that I covered, Bill, but the one game I'd like to see over again, and I don't know if this has come up. I listened to part of your show, but – uh, the Brewers-Yankees, I think it was July 28th, 1979, best baseball game I've ever seen. Cecil Cooper hits three homers, including the winner off Goose Gossage in the bottom of the ninth. 
And uh, that's the game that Reggie and Caldwell got into a big fight. Uh, oh, wow. And Billy Martin, Billy Martin tried to go up in the stands after some fans that were heckling him. I just, everything happened in that game that could happen in a baseball game. And that's, that's awesome. Just, you know, County Stadium was packed, and the electricity was just awesome. I'd love to see that game again. That's awesome. That, you know what? No, nobody brought that up. So that's that's really <laughs> cool. That's That's completely awesome. I, I tell you what, it's always a pleasure, Gary. I appreciate it. Stay safe, and I know... Uh, we'll talk to you later down the road. It's going to be an interesting season as they try to get all these different events in, and obviously we'll keep a, keep our eye on the uh, the golfing world and see if it's uh, eventually going to come back in relatively soon, okay? All right. Thanks for having me, Bill. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, pal. There you go. That's our good buddy Gary D'Amato. Gary D'Amato, uh, senior writer for Killarney Golf Media and Wisconsin.Golf, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. You want to follow him. Follow him on Twitter at Gary D'Amato Golf. Uh, D'Amato Golf, uh, Gary, D-A-M-A-T-O, Golf, Gary D'Amato Golf on Twitter. You can follow him there. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.